This is the What's Next Podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creators to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Yes. Oh, as we get closer and closer to the end of the year, I'm finding it hard to get these episodes done. So 95, Houston, Texas, with the voice. Zen Ashe, let's go. Yo, I'm feeling on my body. Biggie chicken Houston, my Houston. Welcome back to the 95th edition of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. This is a creative story. And uh, before we get started with our uh, with the episode, let's introduce our social media handles so we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation when we get to that point. Well, I am Zenashe. You can find me on Facebook at Zenashe. That's Z-E-N-A-S-E mm. or Zenashe Poetry or Zenergy, which is spelled Z-E-N-N-U-R-G-Y. And you can find me also on Instagram at Zenergy. Or at Zenashe Poetry, which is all smushed together on Instagram, Z-E-N-A-S-E Poetry. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm actually Marlena Johns on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's my government name. Yeah. And uh, also on Twitter, Ashe Poetry, A-S-E Poetry. Okay. So... Pretty much all my social media. Zenergy, also the channel on on YouTube, so you can Google Zenergy. Or on all podcasting platforms, yeah. you can yeah. Google Zenergy. Yeah. And uh, website. Website, www.laughsandlyrics.com. Okay. Laughs has a Z, A-N-D. Okay. Also, laughsinlyricsmerch.com. Good. Okay. And... uh my name is John Ross Dyke the first, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. Newly, I have a new podcast IG uh, page, and that's the what's next pod underscore on IG and uh, directly in front of me and you and Zen. We have our merch, and you can find my merch at shopstillvisionary.com slash merch. And that's where I want to actually get started, right? Um, because I was, the Yolan episode, you were wearing... Um, I was wearing Shawnee's shirt. Wearing Shawnee's shirt. Poetically and, thick. And um, um, Yolan, was, Yolan wearing was wearing Brittany Taplin. Uh, hoodie. V-Taps hoodie. Yeah, yes. and, and and you said that it was important not only to support your own, right, but to support others. And I said, um, yeah, I want you to put your stuff out there because uh, I want to specifically talk to people in the month of December on the verge of my launch for my new brand about how they're tackling selling merchandise, right? And uh, we'll go from there. What do you think people should take in terms of selling merchandise and um your journey through selling merchandise. What do you think people should take about that? My journey through selling merchandise, it kind of happened. I, I'm going to shout out to Darcy Cole if she's watching because I was just doing shows. I had not thought about merch at all. And one day Darcy showed up with 
the first shirt that I ever had, and she designed this, which is Laughs and Lyrics, his first design. Mm-hmm. And she gave it to me as a gift. Right. And then I liked it so much. I was like, people were like, oh, I like that. Can I get one? Right. Yeah, you can. Here, right. let me take your order. <laughs> right. Um, and so I bought one for Kay. I bought one for her mom. And then I bought one for the DJ. And then there were people that I think I put in, I don't know, I don't know how many orders, 10 orders at night for her to do. And um, that's how it actually happened because I had not even thought about Right. putting anything on a shirt. And then the next design that I came up with uh, was this one, Poetic Justice Spit Truth. That was actually the name of one of the shows that I did. You know, everybody loves the movie Poetic Justice. Facts. Uh, but I wanted to create a design that, because we had males and females on that show. Right. And there was just a seamless energy. The show energy that night was just really powerful. It was like we were like, let's bring a queen to the stage. Let's bring a king to the stage, you know. And and it was just this really combined force of that male and female energy. And everybody was just on point with just hard-hitting facts and just emotion. And it was just... I mean, the audience was, whoa, you know, it was, it was a crazy night. And I was like, I want to capture that. I want to never forget that night. I loved all my shows, but that show had like this really powerful energy. And it kind of made me feel like the slogan brought it out of everybody. Right. Everybody came there with the idea of I'm going to hear truth and I'm going to spit truth. And it just was really powerful. So I was like, I need to, I need to come up with an image to show that and then the male and female energy and them spitting, you know, and that's what they're combined. They're on one accord, but you know, that, that truth is hitting the sword. So, so it was just like, it went from there. And then I started thinking about what does the show mean to me? And that's where the gets in stays in spreads in came from. I got with MC Lero. I said, I want her to be rooted and grounded in this. I want her to be like, totally at peace with this. I want it to be like head, heart, body. And he was like, okay, let me come up with something. And he put the gets in over her head, put the stays in over her heart. You know, that's this one. Okay. And then, you know, spreads in over her hands. Right. And then there's me and I shape poetry and I'm sitting on top of Africa and my foundations. And so every shirt that I have, there's a story behind it. Right. And for me, you know, you said, what was my journey? My journey was really about who am I as a creative and then bringing that to the people because everybody, I feel like everybody can benefit from the messages that I have, like laughs and lyrics. You need some laughs. You need some music. You need some poetry. You need some comedy, some drama. You know, we need these things. So the marriage of those, the balance of the the serious and the kind of crazy and zany and, like, fun. Right. You know, that balance. And then, again, like I said, all the other messages. So every one of my designs came from me wanting to really capture something that I think would speak to me and speak to people And so that's, and people feel good, you know, when they wear it. I say, I say it's the story behind my designs that sells them. Right. People like the designs. The designs are cool, 
But there's lots of cool designs out there. But when people know like the story behind it, I think that that's what actually sells the, the shirt or right. sells the mug or whatever else it's put on. Right. Do you yeah. uh, do you know the artist Jay Z? Yes. Jay Z had a song on his uh, 2001 project called "You Don't Know," and in the second verse, he says, um, "If somebody would have told me that Hove could sell clothing, when I heard that back in the day, I didn't know how it was applicable to me, but." Um, later on, I will come to find that selling clothes is really um, the next level up in anything that you do in terms of like your artistry. So you can sell CDs, but merchandising, getting things that people can't shark. You know what I'm saying? People can't copy or at the time, what, the reason why I'm saying that is I produce all my shirts, right? And sometimes I'll design shirts for other people and I'll just go online and I'll just like maybe splice out this logo, put it here and just just pretty much design it but i think that um selling clothes um is my next step after you've after you've done something for so long like podcasting and this is something that we've spoken about too after you've done so long with podcasting now you begin to ask yourself how can i generate a dollar inside of it and you know i was talking to my wife about it i said you know i dropped for a week and if i could for a month rather than if i could just generate 50 to start off then that income coming from that is something that is just automatically, you know, coming in as long as I drop a podcast and it doesn't have to be contingent to dropping a podcast. If it starts in a podcast and then all of a sudden it's like my first company, I'm just, every time I'm walking out, boom, cash app, cash app, cash app, cash app. By the way, my cash app is dollar sign. John Ross Dyke. What's your cash app? Dollar sign. Zen I shape poetry. Z E N A S E poetry. Okay. Okay. So as long as it's coming in like that, and and I believe that that's my next um, opportunity to make money and what I love to do. So uh, the month of December, before that, I wanted to just talk to people that have delved into it, see how they're doing it, what kind of success are they doing it, do they find it easier to produce it themselves or have somebody else produce it, and why? Right. Well, for me, um, I have created in my head all right. the designs and I've asked somebody to put it together. Sometimes I would kind of sketch things out for them, right. or sometimes I would send them a bunch of images and say, "This is what I want you to take this from here. This, this, this. You know, put it together like this, this, this." And then they send me different, you know, clips and oh, not that one, that one, oh, that one. Yeah, but do this to it, you know. So it's a trial and error. But for me, when it resonates here, when I look at it and I say, "Oh." Yeah, right, that right. pops to me. That pops to me, you know. Um, or when I show it, like sometimes you got to give feedback. Like I, I have four designs that I haven't put out yet. And I, I had my son come in here. I had his friend come in here. Okay, which one do you like? Which one? Why do you like it? Right. Why do you like this one? Why don't you like that one? Right. You know, so sometimes you have to get feedback um, and then putting it out there and then seeing what people like and, and asking. It's really cool to ask people, why did you like this? Or why did you buy this? What What, you know. And I've done that on some of my podcasts. You've been there, of course, because right. you were recording it. Um, and, and it's interesting to hear what people say because sometimes the message they get from what you have is not exactly the message that you wanted them to get. It might be even better. Right. You know? So it's it's kind of cool to see what message people get from your merch and your slogans and things like that. And another thing that I learned is that people remember titles. Because I've done 58 shows right. as laughs and lyrics. 
And there are times when I'm out somewhere and somebody will say, hey, that's that woman that did that Chocolicious show. Right. I'm not thinking about Chocolicious, but they are, they remember me right, right. as Chocolicious. Right. They may not even know my name, but I'm Chocolicious, you know, which I am Chocolicious. But anyway, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So, um, and that might end up being a shirt later, but, but it's, you know, cool when you are making these titles for these shows, you have a treasure trove you can go back to. Right. Because those little captions, those little titles, they could end up being something later, you know. So you've you've um from your shows, you've taken slogans and and yeah. words and moments from your shows and put them on shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have. Okay. I have. And then sometimes um people will give you something too, you know, like people will start saying, okay, like for example, um, Deuce Deuce said the other day, laughs and lyrics is the in living color of poetry. Okay. I love that. Okay. I get that. I don't know if I'm going to use that on a shirt, but sometimes people give you something and it becomes uh, a tagline. Right. Or maybe it becomes something that you put in your description, or maybe it becomes a shirt. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always listening to how people describe me, how right. people describe my shows, uh, what stands out to them, what really resonates with it, what do they remember? Because the stuff that resonates with the audience, that's the stuff that matters to the audience. Right. You know, so it, sometimes what matters to me doesn't always matter to the audience, you know? Right, right. right. So you, I feel like you have to listen. I feel like you have to listen and you have to constantly be expanding. And, and then sometimes when people will ask, can you do this? Can you do that? Like I might come out with a plenty of fish, something, you know what I'm saying? Cause people ask for that poem right. all the time. So there are certain things that people ask for. And I'm like, Hmm, let me just follow that away. Maybe that'll turn into something later. Right, right. You know, if I'm you, not if, sure. if you could produce your shirts on your own, would you do that? At this point, no, because I I like um, being able to put my design on Teespring. Okay. It's on, you know, 10 different products, and people buy what they want. And right. I don't have to handle the shipping. I don't have to handle nothing. I, I, just, I just get paid. Right. I like that. You know, it is a little tedious when you first put the design there, and you have to do all the description. You have to do all that. But after you've done that, it's – is set it and forget it. Right. And I, the learning curve of how to do a shirt and mm. all that stuff, and then the potential of messing up the merch yeah. the first <laughs> 10 times I do it, yeah. you know, I don't want to be wasting my money, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and wearing, because you can't really go around with messed up shirts that you're wearing because right, right. that's going to make people, if I buy that from you, that's how am I going to come out? Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, you can probably wear it around the house or whatever, but... Yeah, so that's I haven't had that desire to purchase the equipment, right? To learn how to do it, and I think you have to be um, very technical, right? And and precise. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm precise with creating the design. I want everything right on the design. You know, right. I want the fingers to look like fingers on that mic. You know, not right. to look like sausages. Right. You know, but <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, I'm precise on how it looks, but to actually have to create it right. and produce it and make sure everything is right on that, that's 
that's not a that's not a cross I want to bear at this moment. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm different. I think I'm the opposite. I think I like to kind of dibble and dabble and kind of make the shirt come to life. Mm. You know, whereas because you you in doing that you kind of see how designers have done it. You know, of course they get better fabrics and they have more resources, better machines, but you see how they kind of piece it together. And then on top of that, I, I just uh, I'm really, really um, frugal when it comes to like um, I don't want like itching out the third man. I don't like that that aspect every time because I feel like they always have something to hide. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the school I teach at right under my nose, the programs that they were bringing for the kids. Um, I'm just walking by the gym one day or the cafeteria one day. And it's this guy, and I look at the, I look at his Mac, and you know he's got a design system up, and I'm like, what 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 are you doing? And he's like, um, well, I'm teaching them how to digitize, and I'm saying digitize for what vectoring, you know, um, pressing. What are you digitizing for? He's like well, anything, um, flyers, uh, pressing, and all of that. And then they, I said, so how are they going to go from stage A, the digita- the digitizing of the logo, to putting it on a shirt? He said, oh well. Um, Bain is the guy that was the director at the time. Bain has a press machine. And at this time, uh, in my old company, I had recycled four shirts for about a year's time. I don't know how I did it now that I'm, I'm able to frequently press. If I want to press on a polo, I can do it. If I want to embroider on a polo, I can do it. But at the time I didn't know how to, I didn't have any of that. And so I'm, I'm at wall trip. And I go see the machine. I'm like, so you can use, when you get done with that, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I said, this is how I can produce some shirts at a higher volume. Because for me, it's always been the fact of, okay, that old Master P plan. And that is you just hand them out. I think uh, Uncle Luke was like that too. You just hand out the shirts to everybody in the city. And that's how you can get who you are as an artist out. Because everybody's wearing your shirt, so it catches attention. But I didn't know how to mass produce. So when I when I um, think about that, the overhead, I hear that you don't have a lot of overhead on yours. It's just boom. But then somebody who, um, like myself, I got a lot of overhead in terms of like putting a lot of money in to uh, get the machines, of course, to keep them updated, the programs, the computers, the T-shirts, you know, it, it adds up. But I would rather it that way than the other way. <laughs> Well, when I first started, like the ones that are in bags, like when I first started, my first hundred shirts, I bought them all. I had them all designed locally. I didn't know anything about Teespring or any of this other stuff. And I was selling just directly at shows. That was it. You you saw me at a show. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. People bought the shirts at the show. Right. And I had a table set up and I had all kinds, I had little water bottles and pens and uh, the tote bags and stuff. So that was all I had. And then, um, I was like, okay, I want to, COVID pushed me to this also. I had already put my website up mm-hmm. and already had the merch on the website and sold nothing on my website, not one thing at all, right. nothing. Um, I was only selling tickets on the website, tickets for the show. That's it, right. you know? So then when COVID happened, of course, there's no shows. Right. So I'm like, okay, I need to really start pushing this. And that's when I went and I started, I designed, I I had one, two, three, four, five. I had six. Okay. I had six designs when COVID started. 
Um, I have 14 now. So I designed eight more designs. During COVID. During COVID. Right. Put those out and put them on everything. And then I started doing um, Facebook ads. Right. All right. Until Facebook decided that I had messed up their logo some kind of way and they shut off my ads. I don't even know how. You messed up their logo. You know, like on one of my, I guess, my post or whatever, the, they said that the Facebook logo wasn't the correct logo, that I didn't download mm. it or something right or whatever, mm. and they stopped my ad account, <laughs> which that's was weird. crazy. Yeah. But that's what happened. And um, the first 30 days I was running Facebook ads, I didn't sell anything at right. all. But after that, it started to pick up a couple here, dozen, you know, and then it started to become consistent. Um not any huge numbers, but enough to be making a couple hundred dollars a month. You know what I mean? Okay. So, and now then, we talking. Now we talking. Yeah. yeah. Now then, <laughs> then Facebook cut off my ad account. I'm like, okay, this is this is not good. And then, um, so I went to Google Ads for a while. Google has a like a dollar sixty five. Um, you have to pay a dollar sixty five a day, but the first. 30 days that you no, the first hundred dollars is free. Okay. So, so I ran. So, so $2 every. Yeah. So that's like 50 days, 50 days. I yeah. was like 50 days. That's pretty good. Right. Let me go with this. I signed up, you know, got my little 50 days free and put out as many ads as I could during that time. And again, was building, you know, building and, uh, and then once again, it's got to be cost prohibitive. So the thing is, to me, for me, um, I was selling more when I had ads going. I'm not selling as much now. I'm still selling, though. Right, right. But the ads, um, you know, you yeah. have to decide yeah. what you want, you know, what you want to do. So at this point, I'm not running any ads. Right. At this point, I'm just using Facebook posts, Instagram posts. I'm building my Instagram store now and my Facebook shop, which I just started doing that. Because uh, for a long time, I don't know if Facebook was mad at me after the ad thing because they wouldn't let me open a shop. Right. But now, finally, I guess I'm out of Facebook jail. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so I'm finally starting to build my Facebook shop. So I'm starting to put merch in there and I can put it on the Instagram shop. So that's my plan now is to use the podcast, um, use the live shows that I'm doing, get people to, you know, I'm still, I used to raffle off a lot of stuff, right. you know, so that's, you get a little money in with the raffle ticket and then people get, somebody gets, you know, right, merch. we right. would normally do one at the beginning of the show in the middle of the show, you know? So, and then a lot of times when people would get like, you win a raffle, well, you don't want the shirt by yourself. You want one for your wife, you right, want one for your kid, right, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, so right. a lot of times when people would get a shirt free, well, not really free, but discounted because of the raffle ticket, you know, they would buy another one. And so I'm going to be doing a couple of live shows. So I've got very little, I only have 20 shirts left physically on hand um, that I'll bring to the shirt to the to the show. But again, I'm pushing I'm pushing the online, you know, right. pushing the online and and I'm wearing another thing almost all the time. Right. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time when you see me, when when I have a mask on, it's my mask. Right. Okay. And I will sell masks 
out in public because people will say, I've never seen a Coco Pelli mask. I've never seen an Afrocentric mask. Where did you get that? Here's my card. I keep cards on me. I'm I'm constantly, I never stop selling. So, yeah. yeah. So that's how I've sold a lot of merch is people, I'm like, well, you can get this design on a shirt. You can get this design on a a tote bag. You can get this design on a mug. Oh, I could have, oh, let me. And then sometimes they'll pull up the website right in front of you. Oh, I like this. I'm going to send this. Let me share this to my friend. Right, right. You standing right there. You watching them and they're like, okay, I'm going to buy this one. And I'm going to buy that. Okay, I'm going to get two of those. You know, so that's that's really cool. That's really cool. So that's happened to me in Walmart and HEB. It's happened to me. People Everywhere. just Yeah, all the time. Just, oh, your mask. And it's bigger, and it looks comfortable. Right. Ma- the the thing I do like about Teespring is quality stuff. Okay. It's quality stuff. It's not cheap. The mask is very durable and soft. It's so soft. Washable. Washable. Hand washable. Okay. And it doesn't fade. Okay. Doesn't fade. Nothing peels off. None of that. So I do like the Teespring merch a lot. Right. Um, I'm very happy that I went with Teespring. The quality is fabulous. So, and I bought, I bought four masks. Um, And also, everybody that's getting Christmas gifts from me, they're getting stuff from my store. So I'm going to be disseminating stuff that way too. So, yeah, but that's um, to get myself out. You gave away the shirts. I did the Google ads and I did the Facebook ads. And that's, that. I was getting huge numbers of views and then maybe 10% of that clicks, mm. you know? So, and then maybe out of that 10%, 2% of that purchases. So it's, mm. it's a huge drop off, but even just to get, let's say a hundred thousand views in a month, that's something right. you know what I'm saying Right. to just, you know, have people watch it. So, so I was pleased with my ads as far as the views, I wish I had had a higher turnover. And I think it's also because when you get to Teespring, it's so much. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that does keep some people from finding what they want and purchasing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't really have an alternative at the moment. Right. You know, so, so yeah, but that's, that's kind of how I did my journey with merch. And um, I really do love that there's so much variety on on teespring i I like that and i like again like i said that i don't have to do anything but just put it on there right and then from time to time i'll share from teespring onto my page right you know right and i'm always posting the website all over the place so during that time period when you were uh, doing the facebook ads and those sales were coming through if you could define yourself with one word in one word what would that word be just being patient I felt like you know I had heard something a while back and this was when I was doing shows and the shows would go way high up huge numbers and then way down and I'm like it's the same show same quality what's going on and somebody was saying you know what it's not always you it's it's about there's competition out there it's it's you know the weather it's it's all these factors you know what I'm saying so you just be consistent and if you're consistent the sales will come through, you know, eventually. Um, and it also was something that I heard 
back in the like nineties, people had to see an ad eight times before they would purchase. Now it's about sixteen times because there's so many ads. Right. So people have to see it and see it and see it because what you're also doing, people have to get first you're unknown, then you become familiar, underground, local, and then you become likable, and okay. then you become. I want that. Okay. So it's it's a progress. It's not, oh, I like that for most people the first time they see it. Right. For most people, it's not like that. For most people, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's really original. I kind of like that. Right. Oh, man, you know, I saw that. It's the third time I saw that. I'm buying that. You know, right. it's, it's right. that thing. Right. So right. that's a whole nother thing. And I think about myself, too, as a buyer because I have been like that, too. You know, I have been the person where the first time I see it, I'm like, that's cute, but maybe it's a little expensive or maybe mm -hmm. I could find it cheaper. Or maybe, you know, it's the maybe, the maybe, 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 maybe. Mm -hmm. And then later I see it again and I'm like, I already saw that before and I liked it, but I didn't get it, you know. And then the third time it's like, you know what? I deserve it, man. I like right. it. Why right. can't, you know? Right. And then you talk yourself into it. So, right. so I know if I do that, the, the buyer's just like me. Right. It's very rare that I'm sold on something the first time I see it. It right. does happen, but it's very rare. Okay. You know, and that's why McDonald's still has ads on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Even that's though they've fact. been in business for 95 years. That's a fact. You know, so so while I was while I was getting those sales, I felt like I'm getting my brand out there. People are seeing it. And also I think you have to have an underlying why too because I didn't go into what I'm doing to sell shirts. As did I. As you know. I share the same sentiment. It's it the shirts is an extension of my brand and it's mm -hmm. an extension of my message and it's an extension of what I believe in. So um yes, you do have to make money to stay in business. Right. But on the other hand, just like teaching you don't go into teaching to make money right. and you don't go into podcasting or putting on shows or even doing merchandise to make money just initially. to make money yeah. because it's got to be a bigger purpose for you. Cause there's right. easier things to do to make money than this, <laughs> you know, yeah. this takes a lot of work right. um, and a lot of consistency. But for me, it's knowing that people are touched, people are uplifted, people, people's lives are changed, people feel good, knowing that, you know, they remember. I know I'm creating memories for people. Right. And that's a powerful thing to know that you're creating memories for people, right. positive memories. Where When they see you, they smile. Right. You know what I'm saying? When they see you, they laugh. When they see you, they're like, ah, you did that, but you know, that thing. Right. That's a powerful thing. So for me, that's why I'm doing it. And the the shirt is an extension of that. It's it's a souvenir of that experience. You know, just like if you were to go to Walt Disney and you buy a souvenir of Disney World, you're remembering that whole experience, that whole journey, you know, and then you're able to share that with whoever sees you. And every time you put it on, you feel that again. And so that's what I'm trying to create. So that's, I think that's a powerful thing. And that's why I do it. And, and every time I see somebody in my shirt, you know, and they're, you know, just, it's cool. That's, right. that's what it's about for me. Right. Um, yeah. What song's on your mind? What song is on my mind? I got to ask that question because for me, um, that 
for me, Jay Z, you don't know is the is the line that really kind of he in the rap game would be the rapper who kind of revol- revolutionized clothing as MCs selling clothing and stuff like that. You don't know would be for me the song that's on my mind when it comes to merchandising and selling clothes from your brand of your brand, I should say, as you brand from your brand of your brand as you brand. Okay, so on that line, um, I guess Jill Scott's Golden would be the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Golden. Living my life like it's golden. Yeah, because, you know, to that song is about no matter what her life is at that moment, it could be dirt, mm. but she's going to live it like it's golden. Right. So that whole idea of making the best out of whatever you're going through and that that merchandise, a shirt. You know, the one thing about what you put on your body, uh, you got those comfy slippers, you got those, you know, that that T-shirt that, guys, you were really bad with this. You got that favorite T-shirt and you're not going to get rid of it no matter how old it gets. Right. Because it brings back those memories and makes you feel golden. You know, and so to be able to give somebody that shirt, you know, that's a powerful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, I heard you talk about Teespring a lot. What exactly is Teespring? Hmm. Teespring is a, I guess you could say it's, it's a place where creatives or anybody can go. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you create an account. Okay. And you put your logo up there. You name your, what they call a storefront. Okay. You name your storefront. Right. And you can design it. You know, they have a bunch of templates. So basically you can design it however you want. And then you put out your first design. So you make collections. So, for example, I have the Poetic Justice collection. Okay. So if they go to the Poetic Justice collection, they could get a pillow, a blanket, a mug, gotcha. a, a, a hoodie, a tank. They, they, they got all of this merchandise with the same design. Okay. Get Zen collection, laughs and lyrics collection. So what you do is you have to have a digital file of your yeah. of your design. Yeah. And once you put it on one, you just go through and click everything that you want it on. And you can keep the same colors that you did for the first one, or you can go in and you can adjust the colors. Right. Um, they say, these are the experts, that you shouldn't have more than five color choices because you don't want to give people decision paralysis right right, you know so you want to have like the basic ones you know green red white blue black you know basically your five primary colors and then you know and then sometimes a design won't look right with a certain color it'll be too dark or too light or whatever and so like like this shirt is pink you know because for some reason on some of the colors it just didn't look weird yeah so, yeah, but you make your collection, you have to put a description, and then you publish it. And so once you publish it, and you get to set the prices, too. They won't let you go below a certain profit level. Right. But, um, you know, you could mark it up $5, $10, however, however much you want over the base cost, you know. And so once you set the, the collection, then you publish it, you know. Okay. You could publish one collection at a time or you could publish all your collections at once. It's up to you. And so that's why that's why you say merchandise because it's not just T-shirts and hoodies. It's everything. Yeah, they're constantly like they just added um, they added fanny packs mm. about a month ago. So I put fanny packs on mine. 
Um, they're supposed to be adding bathing suits and dresses sometime coming up for the summer. Right. So they tell you what's getting ready to come up. Right. But it's not uh, released yet. Okay. It's just coming soon. Okay. And so eventually I might have laughs and lyrics, dresses and bathing suits. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But right now I have just all this different merchandise and it's all, it's all about what people want, you know, because some people want a hoodie, some people want a tank, some people right. want a pillow, some people want a blanket, you know, whatever, you know? So, yeah. So it's, it's not, and that's another thing I like about Teespring is that uh, somebody might say, man, I got, I got too many shirts. I don't need another shirt. Well, do you need a mug? Right. You know, you need a pillow, you need a blanket, you need, you need a towel, you need a beach towel. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's something for everybody on there. So, you know, people, a lot of people will buy something, you know, not maybe what you're trying to sell them, but they might see something else they like. Right. So Okay. Um, today is uh, December the 13th, 2020, and we have 18 days until New Year's Eve, uh, 19 days until the new year. Um, um, what do you, what is your goal? for the remaining 18 days in terms of merchandising. Do you have one? Have you set one? Well, I would love to uh, sell all of my shirts. I'm going to have a show on December 18th and I'm going to have one on January 1st. So if I sold everything, that would right. be fabulous. Okay. Um, I would love to, to have sold one or more of everything in my store, which hasn't happened yet. So that would be a, a great thing. I would also love to get some reviews because that's that's something that actually surprises me is people will post themselves wearing my shirt, but they don't always put a review. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would love to get more reviews of, you know, them. and I've even tried to, hey, I'll give you 25% off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't worked so far. Right. But uh, to get more reviews of, the products. Um, so those are some of the goals that I would like to accomplish. Okay. Okay. Like I said, this is a, uh, for me, um, trying to get to that point. Um, cause I've been thinking, what, what do you do next? And, you know, um, I don't have many designs because, I that's not particularly what I do within my t-shirting business. Right. Um, I only sell what I wear. And if you want a customized T-shirt, then that's something that, you know, I have to kind of like get into my creative space to do. But my the, the whole message behind my clothing is um, I represent something. And in order for me to kind of um, in order for, for me to kind of kill two birds with one stone, that is not have to always say, well, look at my shirt and this is what it means. I wear it all the time so that it's it draws attention. Hey, why are you always in there? What does that mean? Then I don't have to do too much more explaining. I can just, oh, well, this is my company, yada, 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 and I came from here, and this is what it means. So um, I only wear or all my shirt. All my shirts are only what I wear. So I, every one of those T-shirts I've worn in a various colors. Just change the logo out, different T-shirt. Put the uh, logo on polos, hoodies, scullies. You know, I don't have a merchandising store, so I don't have pillows and all of that. Right. <laughs> because I don't know how to produce pillows. And that's another thing, too. I only um, sell what I can get my hands on wholesale. Right. So um, other than that, you know, it's uh, 
it's something that uh, you know, I felt like was the next step for me, especially when I saw so much success doing it with my previous company. I saw a lot of success. I'm talking about people in droves. Well, let me get five, you know, and so um, it became a business after a while. Whereas, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing, okay, how much more should I charge uh, for a higher quality T-shirt to be able to see this amount of profit? And it got to the point where I was just like, okay, well, you, how many you need? How many? I had to write it down. And then when I wrote it down, I started to really add up all of the income. I said, okay, wow, this is pretty, pretty dope. Um, making a little money on it. So um, it was something that I learned, and I was like, now nah, I got to pick it back up. But and this new venture has been a little slower. So I wanted to talk to people in the month of December to try to find out and pick their brains about how it, I don't know if I'm going to do Teespring, but I probably lean towards the promo side on Facebook because I've done that before. It wasn't just the best, but it wasn't the worst, right? And so um, because I found that on Facebook, you know, you got, I got about, 2,400, 2,500 friends on there. And people's reaction to posts, you know, sometimes it's a week after I've posted it. So everybody's not seeing it right then and there, right? So um, I think that was beneficial for me with the ads when I was running them a while ago. They would linger for however long. And, you know, even if I'm two, three weeks removed, people are still liking so if I can generate that and turn it into currency, you know, that's my next step, right? So I just needed to see how people are doing it in their own lanes, right? So um, that's, uh, that's the premise. It's a learning podcast, and I wanted to learn that from you because I know that, you know, as a, as a teacher, as an educator, a fellow educator, you know, you've talked about um, ending one career and not having to start from scratch in a new one. Right. And as an educator, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you know, younger in the profession. Right. And I, and I want to see my I want to see my way out a little earlier, a lot earlier, I should say. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be. Um, and it's a noteworthy profession. I just think I told my uh, I told the Spanish, uh, the head of the language department in school, I said, listen, if I got to go um, past 40 teaching math, I ain't going to make it. I'm not going to make it. So um, I'm actively now trying to figure out how to set it up like you, because I mean, like, I think without it being said, I think that um, in many ways from the very first time I met you, I've looked up to you in a way, you know, I met you, you had an incredible piece to, you know, my favorite poem, (laughs) one of my favorite poems, you had that incredible piece. And I was like, wow. At that moment I was like, man, if I had something to spit right now, I don't think it would stand a chance next to what you just did, right? Because in that room, even MC Lero, the one he did, I mean, his gesture from the DJ board all the way down and back up, I was just like, man, you guys are just, you guys are really just killing right now. And then after that, I, I said to myself, man, whatever her name was at the time, Zen, whatever her name is, I need to go shake her hand. I need to go. I think I was starting a podcast at the time. I was like, man, I would really like you to be on the podcast. And I went up to you and boom, you had all your stuff out there. And you were like, would you like a t-shirt? Would you want to buy this and buy this and buy this? And I was like, uh, no, I just want to, I just want to meet you. I just, (laughs) I just want to meet you. I want to introduce myself to you and possibly talk to you on a podcast. Um, but yeah, I've always looked up to you in that aspect, entrepreneurship, because 
from the gate. You know, you've been you've been about it. You know, and 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 I admire that. I think that um, you know, uh, you can always learn something from somebody, and that's how I categorize my podcast from episode to episode, depending on the vibe it gives me. Um, a learning podcast or a storytelling podcast, either one, either one, you um, you can get what you need from it, right? I wanted to ask you. Um, well, thank you for all those compliments. I appreciate that. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, listen, I, like I always said, you you got a lovely voice. You got a lovely voice. <laughs> thank I, you. I'm, thank from the you. beginning, even in the poem, I you know you start the poem, and I'm just like, is she, is she going or what is she doing right now? Is she just talking? Because it just does. It just is so smooth. It just flows so well. And I was like, nah, I got to, I got to go and holler at her and be like, yo, I just need you to be on the podcast for a few minutes. You know, not. I don't want to take up too much of your time. And this is not even really the 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 podcast I want to talk about because I'm gonna bring you on in 2021 again, and we're gonna talk about this energy podcast because um, that's a vibe too. And I and I and I want to talk about the creation of that for you and. And how that came about, but that's for another time. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, what is your philosophy on giving out T-shirts for free? Um, I don't give out T-shirts for free. Why? I why? Well, because okay, I guess my philosophy is um, I always felt like there are gifts that I'm willing to give. I give out pins. I give out stickers. Um, I have given out water bottles and I've given out lighters. Those are things that I've given. I've mostly given to the artists that were on the show. And I've given to the sponsors or the vendors who came and sold merch because I wanted them to have a souvenir. But for me, I believe in, how can I put it? Reciprocation. Like, for example, if you're giving me something like your talent, then yes, I should give you something. Yes, I'm giving you a slot to perform for free, and a lot of places do charge, but I can give you something also to remember that night. So whenever you see that that pin or that lighter or whatever it is, you remember that night. So and if you're a vendor, yes, you know, you're paying me for the the slot to vend, but I can also give you something as a souvenir. So I've always believed that people value something because of the exchange. And sometimes when you give things, just give it. I don't know if people value it. And Mm. those things, they cost me money. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get that for free. I paid for the bag it's in. I paid for the thank you sticker on it. I paid for the little small, medium, large sticker on it. You know, I paid for the printing. Um, So, I don't give out shirts. I do raffles. All right. Um, $5 raffle ticket at my shows. And then we, we give away, but we raffle away really a shirt. So you put something in to get something, to get a chance at getting something back. Right. So that is my philosophy. Um, and it's also about the fact that I have given away tickets to the show. Um, that's one thing that I've given, but I haven't given away shirts ever or merch ever, except for artists and vendors. Okay. Because that's something my wife told me, and I, I told her on the episode we did, I said, I'm not giving out shirts for free because it takes time to produce them. And, you know, there's no guarantee. You know, if I have to give you, I think that if I have to give you a shirt for free, which I'm not obliged to doing because the people that I look up to in 
in the industry and, and not even necessarily the pocket, just entertainment. All at one point in time said, hey, you know what? To get my buzz going, I did this. And, you know, if you walk in that lane, in that path, I, I do I do see some kind of value in it. Right. But. Now is a different time than then. Right. And and so if I'm if I'm giving you a shirt for free, I don't expect to say, hey, can you post it? You know what I'm saying? I expect that that should be, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. So I, I expect you to just go ahead and just do it like just, hey, I'm going to wear this shirt. Oh, Free shirt from John Rawls. Check him out at Still Visionary underscore yada yada yada. But sometimes you got to give the shirt and tell people what to do with it. So you know, I um, I I was just trying to find out if that's something that you practiced or believed in or what. I don't. Um, the there was one time I gave away two shirts to an artist that I really really liked and I wanted her to wear them and to my knowledge she never did right. uh and never posted it and that was the only time that I've ever given away like I said a shirt that to uh, a person who wasn't a vendor or an artist on my show right so yeah I don't I don't okay, okay like I said you know um I didn't intend to go uh, for close to an hour, but, um, you know, conversations with you, they get deep. And so I, you know, I have to, I have to seize the moment and take all this continuing education. And most importantly, the last question I'll ask is what's next? Well, of course I have my Zenergy podcast. I have, um, two live shows coming up at JW soul food and barbecue. One will be on December 18th. So we have live music, comedy, and poetry. There are tickets on Eventbrite. It's called Comfort and Joy, Laughs and Lyrics, Comfort and Joy. Um, the next show is going to be on New Year's Day. It's going to be a Friday show, 8 to 10 on New Year's Day. And the other one is 7 to 9.30 on uh, December 18th. I am also going to do a goal-setting workshop. You know, my mm. podcast, Zenergy, is about fulfilling your life, getting that, that fulfillment in your life. And everyone that I know has probably done a vision board at one time. Okay. But I believe that life gives us a lot more than images to work with when it comes to creating goals. And I've never seen anybody put together what I call like a goal setting toolbox. So what I wanted to do, I'm going to be creating a workbook and it's going to have basically pages in it. 12 pages, because one is going to be for each month of the year. So it's going to take you through the whole year, all right? And it's going to have things like a role model that really exemplifies a certain principle, uh, an ancestor who exemplifies that principle, books, movies, you know, TV shows, songs that inspire you in that area, a goal that you have in that area, uh, what this really means to you and why it's important to you. So you're going to actually be filling this out, but what we're going to be doing the first part of the show, this is going to be on Saturday, January 2nd, an hour of performances. Because I want everybody to get relaxed. I want them to be feeling good. You're going to be eating food, soul food or barbecue. And then the next two hours, I'm going to kind of explain how you're going to do the workbook. But you're going to work on one page for 20 minutes in a group. And then everybody's going to be sharing out around the room. So you'll be able to fill in the other pages with other people's ideas, but you'll still have space to add your own ideas when you leave there. So you'll end up with like a whole year's worth of 
inspirational tools, motivational tools that you can go back to again and again in different areas that will help you with your goals and help you to be successful. Because like I said, vision boards are a beautiful thing, but I need more than just some images on the wall. I need right. some books to go to. I need some songs when I'm feeling down. I need some right. people that I can look up who are role models. I need more right. than just some pictures I cut out. Right. You know, so this is going beyond the vision board. Right. And so those tickets are on Eventbrite and also on my website, laughsandlyrics.com. And you get the workbook. So uh, what I like to do on a podcast, um, well, actually, look, um, these might be the only free T-shirts that I give, okay? Um, every creative that comes on the podcast, and I gave you one last year, but every creative that comes on the podcast, I give them the exclusive SVI T-shirts, the only one that I print black of that color. Right, black and white. And then here's the new 2020 edition, the S, the What's Next podcast T-shirt that I give to every creative that comes on the podcast. Um, just a form of gratitude for giving me time and coming on my platform and telling us your story. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate these. No doubt, no doubt. Houston, Texas. Uh, this is episode 95, The Gift of Lift. Uh, my name is John Ross Dyke the First. This is Zenashe. Visit our websites that are down right here. Okay, I don't know them offhand, but visit them. Buy a t-shirt. Um, I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. Count down to 100 EPs. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95. Sachi on my body. Biggie, Fuck is up. Yeah.